Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, you guys? I am currently in the 47th hour of a 48-hour water-only fast. I thought I would update you on my progress, how I'm feeling, why I'm doing it, why the heck I would not eat for 48 hours, and just sort of share with you my observations about what it's like to go through a 48-hour fast, how miserable I am, if I'm in pain, if I'm about ready to jump off a bridge or whether I'm just going to go on a huge food bender. And I'm also going to share with you how much weight I've lost in two days of my 48-hour fast. I am going to break my fast here in about an hour. And like House Hunters and Suzanne Huang, you're just going to have to wait until the end of this episode to find out how much weight that I've lost. So first of all, how am I feeling? Am I starving? Am I super just like, oh my God, I can't wait to like gorge and go on a food bender and eat a whole bunch of potato chips and then all of a sudden get a distended belly. Am I just starving? No, I'm not actually starving. Actually, I'm, I'm hungry, but I'm not starving at all. In fact, for those of you who don't fast, this is probably one of the most surprising things about fasting. Um, is that it actually isn't that hard, at least from a hunger perspective. In fact, probably the greatest contribution uh, that fasting gives you is that it gives you control over hunger. It gives you control over food. Now, one of the most inane critiques that I hear about fasting is that it leads to eating disorders and binging. This is either done by people who have no clue what they're talking about or people who have never actually fasted themselves. And for the people that think that this might lead to an eating disorder, these might be people that are hooked into a carb addicted framework, which is that if you're eating a lot of a high carb, low fat diet, yeah, you are addicted to food. Your body is producing insulin throughout the day and your body is constantly in a state of thinking it's going to be fed. And so, yes, you are in a constant state of hangriness or angriness. You have an emotional connection to food because you are still addicted to food. Fasting breaks that cycle. I'm going to be doing a uh, review of Dave Asprey's book called Fastest Way here pretty soon. And yeah, Dave is kind of a, you know, he's a salesman. He's trying to hawk his, you know, his various products and his fat bombs and his bulletproof coffee and all this stuff. But pretty much everyone in the space is selling something. I don't think that means he legitimizes them. I think he has been a leader in the fasting and keto space. And I think he has a lot of reliable, good information. And the fact that he's hawking a product, I don't care. I mean, for crying out loud, Deepak Chopra sells crap on the internet. Does that mean we're not going to listen to Deepak Chopra? My friend 
Pitch Matt Han, the recently deceased, also sells sell, sell a lot of books. Who cares? They're still good sources, not like Dave Asbury. But one point he makes in Fastest Way is that actually fasting breaks you free from hunger. That is very counterintuitive because you would think that if you would fast, you would constantly be hungry. Um, and actually, it's not true. Actually, what fasting connects you to is real hunger, which is when your body actually needs to be fed. And especially if you connect it with a ketogenic diet, we're looking at higher fat, lower carb, your body is getting connected to its natural eating cycles. And so we talked about this a little bit in my previous episode as to why that is the case. So it requires understanding of our hunger hormone, ghrelin, and our satiation hormone, leptin, ghrelin, and leptin. And these are the two things that you all of a sudden become connected to as you begin to fast because your ghrelin becomes more related to actually when you actually are hungry in terms of, as opposed to the fake single signal. And the leptin, because once you start to fast, you start becoming more insulin sensitive. That is that insulin hormone that you secrete um, when you eat. And that essentially partitions nutrients into your cells and also then instructs your body to store any excess nutrients in the form of fat. Um, once that's not constantly shot throughout the body, um, you do become more insulin sensitive, which also makes you more sensitive to leptin, which makes you feel full quicker, which is one of the reasons why at the end of this fast, I am not going to go on a food bender. Like many of you say that I will, I'm not going to like end up like fat bastard at the end of some sort of dank alley say, oh my God, I just had three large carby pizzas in the middle. That has to be the worst fat bastard impersonation I think I've ever had. Um, that wasn't a good one. I think I can do get into my belly, but that's about the best I can do. Uh, but yeah, so I'm not gonna go on a food bender because my body now is very sensitive to food. I'm gonna gradually get into the process of breaking my fast. I'm going to break it with some, you know, kefir or, you know, little avocado, something light just to get my stomach, my, my, my digestive system working. And then I'm going to have a, a balanced meal with little low glycemic um, carbs, you know? So yeah, I'm not going to go on a food bender. So why else the hell am I going to do this? What's my mood like? Well, here's the thing with fasting, I'm not angry. So one of the things, and this gets back to the evolutionary uh, basis of fasting, is that the theory behind a lot of the fasting practitioners is that humans are actually evolved in an um, environment of food scarcity. Do you think that when we were out hunting on the savannah, trying to get the mastodon, that we could just go to the Burger King whenever the hell we wanted and stuff our pie hole with you know, quarter pounders and French fries. You think that was available? Hell no. Most of our ancestors had to wait for days before they could eat a kill. And before, and if they didn't have access to food, they had to survive on berries, on honey, on tubers. These are sorts of things that they actually had to survive on. And so does it make sense that your body, if you're in 
a sense of food scarcity that you'd be like, oh man, I'm really depressed. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like sit on a rack and wait for the Burger King and Uber. Well, cavemen didn't have Uber and they didn't have Burger King. They had to actually get the food because their family was relied on them. And so actually there's all these sorts of endorphins that are released when you fast. There's almost a euphoric effect. So I actually feel exuberantly happy. In fact, that is one of the things with fasting is that it is, um, you, you get feel-good chemicals naturally emitted into the, into, the, into the brain. So instead of smoking your doobie, you don't need to go over to Illinois. You could just fast and your body can produce the high that you need. So don't go over to Rock Island and get a spliff and like say, yeah, man, you fast. No, I, you don't need to do that. You can fast and get a natural endorphin release. What about energy levels? Am I like, oh my gosh. So, so again, it makes sense that you would be happy and that you would have feel-good chemicals so you can focus, so you can feel good, so you can go hunt the mastodon. What about energy levels? Am I like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I haven't eaten in 48 hours. No, that's the other paradoxical thing with fasting is that actually it's a stressor to your body. And once your body is tapped out of its immediate energy reserves, okay, what does it do? Your body taps your fat stores. Well, how does it do that? It does that through enormous, like six different hormones um, that are emitted in your body to allow you to tap your fat stores. And here I'm actually remind, uh, I'm actually relying on the Fastic app, which I use for my fasting, which I highly recommend. They're not endorsing me yet, but maybe if you guys reach out to Fastic and say, pay Cole lots of money, um, then, they'll, then they'll endorse this particular podcast since Fastic, if you're listening Fastic people, you did change my life. Lost 70 pounds since Fastic. But here's what the Fastic people says. That this is one of the reasons why you get these um, hormones like adrenaline, which causes you to have a lot of energy when you're food deprived. Um, it says, so this is what happens. Here they're only saying after 11 hours, but it's also true for extended fast. The unending needs of your body are taking their toll. This is from the Fastic app. Uh, even the energy reserves from the previously stored glycogen are soon exhausted. Now it is time to fall back on your larger resources, your fat reserves. The average calorie supply of an adult person in the form of fat reserves amounts to about 80,000 calories. That's a hella lot of calories. And in order to tap these reserves, your body starts producing fat burning hormones. Oh yeah. An impressive six hormones that they list below are involved in the vital mechanism. These hormones perform more or less the same function as fat metabolism. Yes. Yeah, baby. Yeah. These are the hormones that burn off your fat belly. This is this among others. Okay. So you get human growth hormone. Yeah. That kind of growth hormone, the good kind that makes you young and feeds your muscles. IGF-1, insulin-like uh, growth factor. I don't know what the hell that is, but it's something really good. Glucagon, which I think basically is the alternative energy source 
that your, I believe it's your liver, starts creating once it knows it's not going to get any glucose and then it produces like ketones from your liver or something like that. I'm not really sure, but look up any keto website and they'll explain why that's the case. Testosterone, y'all better know what testosterone is. Yeah, this is produced during fasting too, shall I say. Adrenaline and T3, um, which is produced in the uh, thyroid, which also is essential to fat burning, which is one of the reasons why if you have low thyroid, you can put on excessive weight if your thyroid isn't performing as it should. So all of these hormones are stimulated when you fast. And so let's just focus on human growth hormone. This is one of the reasons why we don't become wimpy when we fast, because your body as a survival mechanism adapts by secreting human growth hormone. And yeah, this is the performance stuff. This is the same stuff that like the Soviet powerlifters. Remember like Ivan Drago? I am Ivan Drago. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I'm going to break you. And they would stick like a large amount of like human growth hormone in Ivan's ass. Remember that from Rocky IV? That's the same stuff that's naturally produced it, produced when you fast. And there's a lot of ways to produce human growth hormone. I'm not saying this is the only way, but this is something that happens. And in particular, it starts skyrocketing when you do an extended fast. This is one of the reasons why my muscle definition has grown since I fast natural because of natural human growth hormone. And the other thing that can inhibit human growth hormone is excessive insulin production, which again, I'm not producing excessive insulin because I'm not eating the carbs and I'm not stuffing food down my pie hole all of the time. So you may say like, well, how can I believe that this, this, this is legit? Fastic people are really good. They're from Germany, really smart. You know, they do science in Germany, like the good kind. So, you know, like the talk like this, you know, I don't think I can do a German accent without sounding like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's not even German, he's Austrian. I'm sorry, that's the only one I can do. I, I can't do any other German accent, but I can do Arnold Schwarzenegger, don't bullshit me, Harry. That's, that's pretty good, isn't it? So, yeah. So this is a good, this, this is legit, okay? And so the, this is the various benefits that you get from fasting. Um, what about sleep? Now this can be an issue with extended fasting, which is a lot of you are like, yeah, well, you know, if it's good to fast 48 hours, well, then why aren't you fasting, you know, seven days? Well, obviously there's a point of diminishing returns people. I'm not saying that like, yeah, let's fast for like 30 days and then we'll all like become muscle bound. Well, obviously there's a point at which the, the stress and the negatives of fascinated uh, or the benefits are outweighed by the negatives, which is you're not getting the energy nutrients that you need. But if you have an understanding of uh, optimal hormesis, which is a targeted focus stress that allows your body sufficient time to recover, fasting can be an incredible way to increase your mood, increase your energy levels, increase your production of human growth form, and then turn your muscles. This is why you, know, you see people like um, Thomas DeLauer, you know, he's like shredded and ripped. Most people that get into fasting and keto, they get freaking ripped. You ever wonder why that's the case? It's not because they're you know, tapping into the juice. It's because your body naturally starts to produce this stuff 
And if you match it with the working out, you're going to get a freaking six pack. It's freaking awesome. And it's all free. Like literally you don't have to pay anything to fast. You just like have to not eat. How good is that? So you should fast and you should tap into its benefits. And how, and so one of the downsides though, if you do it too much, this is one of the things I'm not saying fast all the time. I think, especially with a 24, 40 hour fast, don't do it if you have any underlying health conditions, right? Talk to your doctor, but make sure your doctor knows what the hell they're talking about with fasting, right? Um, if, you know, hyperglycemia, if they want to make sure that you don't have any salt deficiencies, because as your body starts producing the ketones and, and producing the energy that he needs from these natural fat reserves, your body can start discharging some of the minerals that you need. So usually what people recommend is that you get good mineral supplements to make sure that your salt levels don't go too low. So there are things that you can do. But for the most part, and don't jump into a 24 to 48 hour fast. I'm kind of, I hate to brag, but I'm kind of an expert now in fasting, right? So I've done it for a long time. Start with a 16 hour fast. And here's, believe it or not, a 16 hour fast is actually harder when you're carb addicted and used to stuffing food down your pie hole throughout the day than a 48 hour fast. I know that that seems incredible to believe, but um, it absolutely is something that is within your power once you start fasting. I have a friend of mine who's begun to fast and he's like, yeah, I'm in the 18th hour. Hell yeah, hell to the hell yeah. And he's like, my scale is saying that it reduced, I'm, I'm weighing less. I weigh lower than I, no shit. This is what happens when you fast. You're gonna get ripped and your waist size, your belly is gonna shrink and you're gonna look as fit as you've ever have. And People are going to say like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're just fasting. It's super easy. You're just doing, you know, I love Marcus Aurelius, the great Roman Stoic. His whole thing was do what you were put on this earth to do. Well, humans were put on this earth to not eat and eat, but not eat, right? Our sleep, for example, we are designed to be nocturnal sleepers, to be in design with um, act active in the morning active in the evening, rest at night, and sleep during the day. Why do you think you have the siesta in a lot of, a lot of countries, right? Um, we are designed for food scarcity. We are not designed to, to eat throughout the day and eat until we go to sleep. We are designed for periods of food scarcity coupled with eating at appropriate times, energy-dense foods to supply our nutritional needs in the moment, right? Primarily meat. I agree with that, people that agree with that space but also good, healthy vegetables, minerals, vitamins that you can get in the form of various plants and tubers to be able to survive um, you know, when you're not able to find that mastodon out there in the savannah. So one of the excesses or one of the problems that can arise with fasting is you can get, if you do it too much, right? if you do too many four-hour fasts, it can disrupt your sleep. And that is because your body is in a state of stress and essentially what you're doing is you're producing a lot of adrenaline all the time. So it's usually, it's not a problem of not enough energy, it's too much. That's why some people like, I know Andrew Huberman, you know, the neuroscientist, what he does, he'll do periodic fast, but then he also does carbs in the evening, which do tend to make you sleepy um, until he gets a good sleep to sort of counteract some of the, the adrenaline effects that you get from not having food. And I know if you don't know anything about fasting, that all that seems super confusing and counterintuitive, but it's all true. Um, well, I didn't know anything about fasting until May of 2020. Now I'm just scratching the surface. I certainly don't hold myself out as an expert in fasting, 
but it is the, the benefits of it are incredible. Um, at some point, I'm going to share a picture of me, my driver's picture when I was 40, this huge bloated face. It was all red. Yeah, to some degree, it was, you know, the DOT picture. Who the hell looks good in a DOT picture? But I'm a lot skinnier now than I used to be. My skin has cleared up. My face isn't as flamed. A lot of people, after I've lost weight, they're like, oh, my gosh, you, were, you look so puffy. Like, puffy? Holy shit. Well, I don't look as puffy now anyway. And a lot of people think that I look a lot slimmer. So if you want to lose weight, fasting is the key. In fact, I almost think it's impossible to do without it. It's through calorie counting. Just fast. Lose a ton of weight. Now, Suzanne Wong. I, I saved the best for last. How much weight have I lost in uh, two days of fasting? Drum roll. Okay. So in two days of fasting, coming up here in the 40th hour of my fast, I've lost... Da -da, da -da, seven pounds. I started at 240 and now I'm down to 233. And I am going to break my fast because I do need to eat. I do need to survive. I'm not going to gorge. And, and I'm going to lose even more weight. So I'm going to get down to hopefully tomorrow. I usually lose about three to four pounds a night. Hopefully I get down to around 230 pounds. Now, a lot of you are like, oh, well, that's just water. It's not real water. Well, what the hell? When you're eating a lot of carbs, you're carrying excess of water that creates a bloated look. So who cares if you're getting more optimal levels of water? And I am hydrating throughout the day. So I'm, I'm eating, uh, drinking um, water. Um, and also I put some iodized salt into soda water. So I am staying hydrated throughout the fast, right? So it's not like I'm not drinking any liquids. Um, and you are losing fat too. And I don't know what the exact percentage is. The experts out there will have to say. But there's no question that I've lost a lot of belly fat since I've become a, a faster. So what the breakdown is, I don't know. But all I'll tell you is that I'm 233 now and I was 240 before. And to the hell with it. If you carried a lot of water, you get a bloated look. That doesn't look good. So yeah, and you, and you will lose fat. And the reason why you lose fat is, is once your body realizes it, it doesn't have any readily available reserves, because when you eat the carbs, your body gets it immediately in the form of the glucose. It's like, woohoo, great. And when it can't use the glucose, it, it essentially stores it as glycogen in the liver. And it's like, oh, great. I have all this extra energy that I can utilize. Once that's tapped out, that's when your body's like, holy shit, I still need energy. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I got blubber. Now, this is one of the reasons why there can be reasons if you're super fit and have really low body fat probably going to be somewhat careful with fasting because you don't have the, because then you can start getting into your muscle if you don't have any fat to tap. But if you're like, like me, I mean, I, I still got plenty of blubber. So I'm not worried about that. There are still reasons to fast, but if you're, if you're an athlete doing a ton of exercise, yeah, you could probably longer term fasts aren't as good. And if, and if you're super lean, then yeah, fasting is probably not a good idea. But again, if you couple it with keto, when you're eating very energy dense foods and you're in a framework where you don't want to lower your basal metabolic rate, then you want to keep those calorie intakes up when you do eat. Yeah. You're not going to develop an eating disorder. So yeah, I'm going to eat here in about five to 10 minutes and I am not going to gorge myself. I'm hungry. I'm going to seek out natural foods. That's one of the natural, the amazing aspects of fasting is that you do seek out super healthy foods. And uh, so, yeah, this is my first 48 hour fast. I am now at 
hour, 47, and I got 10 minutes left, 47 hours and 50 minutes. And am I like, you know, craving a donut? Nope. Because your body, once you haven't eaten for a while, it's like, dude. So instead of being like this really annoying little guy, like, you know, I don't know who's really annoying in your life. Like, oh, I got to eat. I got to eat right now. Your do your body's much more chilled out. It's like, yeah, man, you know, I haven't eaten for like 47 hours and I would really like some really healthy food, dude. And, and oh, by the way, just give me some good stuff. Don't give me potato chips. Like your body starts like naturally seeking out super healthy food. So your, your, your health is going to be totally transformed. And I'm serious. You're not even going to be that hungry once you start intermittent fasting. It is freaking awesome. So that's it for this episode of the RacneyCast. Tell those um, Fastic people to endorse my ass because, you know, hopefully a lot of you get the Fastic app and then you will then start um, losing a ton of weight and getting super fit as well. I'm still on a journey. Occasionally I eat and I don't fast, right? Which I think is good as part of any fasting protocol. Uh, but yeah, reach out to the fast people, tell them to endorse me, buy the Fastic app, start losing a lot of weight, reach out to me, share your success stories if you are losing a lot of weight, the issues that you've had with fasting, the concerns you've had with fasting. If you're a doctor, say, oh my God, I can't believe that you're giving medical advice. I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just saying, yeah, there's this thing called not eating, not eating. That's all I'm telling you to do. So occasionally not eat and lose weight and get fit. And it's like, well, if you're going to give me a hard time for saying not eat, well, you should tell like the McDonald's people that yeah, they should have a medical doc doctorate to, to, to dish out all the crap that they're dealing, right? The sugar and the burgers and all that garbage. So yeah, so yeah, I'm telling you not to eat. You're going to lose a hell of, hell of a lot of the weight and you are going to be as healthy as you ever had. So if you've made it this far, please share the word of the Rocking Cast, what we're doing. Spotify, Apple, all places where podcasts are heard. Infinite gratitude to you. There's a ton of podcasts out there. This is like a drop in like an ocean of gazillions of podcasts. And if you've lasted this far and you enjoy this podcast, yeah, then like reach out to me at rockneycole at gmail.com or rockneycast at gmail.com and tell me whether you liked it or not. Whether you like all these episodes of Fast, I'm still going to do other topics, but I think it's going to kind of be a fasting podcast. I'm finally going to have a theme. Um, which has taken me a while to get, but I think fasting seems to be seems to be getting most listens to. I think there's a huge health issue with fasting. And I want to continue to share my own personal experience, bring on experts in the field, and develop a following in the fasting space. I think I can do it, people, and especially with people like you spreading the word, I will be able to. Thank you for spending so much time with me on this podcast. Um, infinite gratitude to you. We'll continue to do high-quality episodes. Next episode, we're going to cover... Uh, the Insulin Theory of Obesity with Dr. Jason Fung, on my review of that book. Um, and we're going to get into some of J Dr. Fung's recommendations in terms of fasting, how to do it, these sorts of things. So Jason Fung, if you're listening to it, um, be, be a guest on my show too, because you're freaking awesome. All right, friends, that's it for this episode of the Rockney Cast. Until next time on the Rockney Cast.